Thank you for listening to Cinephile's Digest. My name is Matt, and you are listening to episode 79. And in this week's episode, we are going to be discussing 2020 so far, including such films as Palm Springs, The Assistant, Shirley, so on and so forth. And then we'll have a little uh, fun discussion in the latter half of the show about the worst films to watch with your significant other's family. So that's going to be very fun, very fun. And I'm joined today by one of my regular co-hosts, Travis. How's it going, man? The the OG. What's up, Matt? Yeah, the OG. One of the OGs. No, no, the, the OG. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our other host, you know her, you love her. It's Paris. Welcome back. Hey, it's the OP. That's the original, original Paris. Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for being with us today. Uh, Tom could not make this recording because he just purchased a new home to grow into with his lovely, beautiful family. So uh, he's got a lot on his hands. And in classic Tom fashion, he hasn't watched anything. So <laughs> he uh, <laughs> wanted to be here with us, but admittedly would just kind of be here sucking up air. So... He got the axe. It's just us. Paris is filling in. <laughs> Pinch hitting. Wow. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. The show <laughs> Tom must got fired. go on. <laughs> um, if you're listening, it's been a while since you've heard from us. A lot has changed. Uh, last episode we recorded, I was a week away from moving to Florida. And I'm there. I'm in Florida. I've been here for about six weeks now. Right? Hasn't really been that long. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Time is kind of fucked. I'm sure you guys agree Oh yeah. with everything going on, <laughs> but I, th- I think it's been almost six weeks. Um, and? So I'm here. We out here. It's, uh, it's fucking hot. And, <laughs> it's hot uh, here right now. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah but the, the, you're in the one hot week of summer. That <laughs> it's like in the high 80s here, and we're like, it's too hot. I can't. I I mean, it, I I know I've lived there. It was brutal, but you don't you don't know brutal until you vacation in hell. So <laughs> it's like ninety five degrees and humid as fuck here every day. And thankfully, our house is ace like air conditioning. But I'm a dirty, filthy smoker, so I go out, you know, on the porch to smoke, and I just get sweaty, and it's just I get sticky, and it's just, it's just a nightmare. But um i'm enjoying it outside the weather i'm getting used to it you know but it's also the stormy season so there's been like thunderstorms almost every day and we had a hurricane scare last week and it's different still getting used to it but um things are good i got uh purchased a new tv i got a 65 inch qled tcl tv pretty 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 good is that is that fancy? I don't. 
it's fancier. Yeah, it's fancier than regular 4K, but it's not OLED. Like if you're gonna really splurge, uh, you want OLED. But I think the cheapest decent OLED TVs are like at least a grand. I think they're Oof. usually more like twelve or thirteen hundred at least for a decent one. It's a lot for a second TV. Yeah. Well, now it's my primary TV. Now the fifty-five inch uh, beater setup is in the living room, so that's that's Haley's TV. That's how you do it. I'm in the beater? office. Beater. Yeah. It's fifty-five the, inch beater. It's the heater and the beater. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> so I think your beater is like our nice TV in our living room. It's not that old. I just you know. I wanted, I wanted it, and I, <laughs> I was like, I moved. I deserve something nice. It's a beater in relation logic, to his new TV. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, Everything else is trash now. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. Um, before you guys get into what you've been up to, you guys have any questions about what Florida's like? Anything you want to ask me? I'm an expert now. Well, I can't imagine you've done much considering you moved in the middle of a pandemic, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess how does life differ? Have you done anything cool that you can't do in Washington? Uh, No, I have not. I don't leave the house very often. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Classic Matt, he's like, it's the same. Yeah, basically. I mean, we... Four walls. <laughs> four walls. There's a giant TV here, so it's better. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, I mean, for the most part, it's just hanging out, watching TV, and playing video games. Um, what happened? You said there's a bottle shop near you, right? Yeah, uh, but I had a bottle shop close by in Seattle, so that's not that's just more of the same. Right. Um, but yeah, but I that's fancy... cool. I wasn't expecting that. Me either, yeah. When I was looking it up, it was like 0.9 miles away, because I was trying to see where I could buy a beer around here, and it was like, oh, I can fucking walk there if I want to. So that was cool. That's convenient. Um, but no, we really haven't done much. We've gone for a walk around the neighborhood. Um, and we've spent a bit of time with Haley's family cause they live in like a suburb of Orlando. They have a pool. I guess I've been in a pool. That's different than wow. Washington. <laughs> How is that? <laughs> it's cool. You know, pool, pool especially Stay cool in your pool for our folk, you know, where we're from. Well, you're from California, I guess Paris, but, uh, around, the northwest parts people don't really have pools it's like a big deal when someone has a pool you know uh, I mean? yeah multiple Huge. relatives i had growing up had pools chelsea's dad has a pool everyone's got a pool that i know travis is saying <laughs> he, he rich <laughs> pools are no big deal no, no, no. To him. people i know are rich <laughs> God damn. Mm. see know even in california fans? matt you're talking like you're thinking like socal northern california having a pool is still pretty rare so it would always be like, oh, my best friend's uncle has a pool. So let's go over there and try to see if he's home. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I should say for the listeners, it's pretty rare to own a pool in Washington if you were not yeah. aware. <laughs> Florida, it's like almost weird to not have a pool, right? Um, Yeah, if you're like middle class or above. I mean, I don't have a pool. What are you saying, Paris? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. All I'm saying is your, your house is seems from the you know videos and pictures seems way bigger and way nicer than your place here and i think you're what paying like half the price or something crazy like that no we're paying no? a little bit less than we were paying for our okay apartment but okay so you're paying less but it it's way it seems way way 
bigger and yes. fancier. I'm yes. not going to lie. I'm a little jealous about that. Well, well Seattle's just insane right now with real estate and rent and, and all rent. that good stuff. Yeah. 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 Our rent just went up because we've been at our place for a year. And I was like, oh, what? What's our Even during that? COVID, they're still just like, gotta. Yeah. I mean, it only went up like 75 for each me and Kurt, but like still. It's, but still, that just seems still. like not our the rent right is thing also, to do at this time. <laughs> Our rent is also about two to three hundred dollars cheaper than it would be anywhere else because mm. it's relatively inexpensive and then we also don't pay for utilities. Like that's included in our rent. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have And a it's a large a space, setup. so yeah, no, I feel very very lucky. Very lucky mm-hmm. we found it. Um okay. Yeah. So yeah, the house is cool. I'm enjoying it. It's filling up, it's starting to feel more like home now that it's not fucking empty. Um, I wanted to ask about the whole hurricane thing because when I was like, hey, I've got some friends in Florida that were worried about a hurricane. You were like, it's fine. It's just a tropical storm. It's not even going to hit here. And like, <laughs> I saw this weather report that's like a tropical storm. It's just as dangerous as a hurricane. And I was like, ah. I don't really know why I'm not more concerned, <laughs> but honestly, I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, happens, what's, a little, what's a little wind going to do to me? You know what I mean? <laughs> You could literally, well, it's less the wind and more like it could flood and then your whole house could flood and then everything you owned is trash. Like, yeah. Yeah, even your new QLED TV, Matt. That would yeah, be you trash. better put that up on high. When you you better that put way. that on a high shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't even get hit at all by that storm. So, like, mm-hmm. it was a tropical storm, but only the coast was, would, was like, felt the effect of it. You know what I mean? So, gotcha. we didn't get hit by it at all. I mean, so. come on. Most of those storm warnings are overreactions anyways, right? Until well, they yeah. aren't. <laughs> I don't know, man. We had lightning and thunder here last night. It was freaking me out. Oh my god! Really? I I saw more uh, lightning and heard more thunder in the first week of living here than I have in my previous twenty eight years of life. <laughs> Honestly, like, wow. every single day there are thunderstorms. Usually, it's fucking nuts. Wait, Matt, are you twenty nine? Yeah, but I don't know. I was, I was counting like this year. I don't know. <laughs> Something doesn't add up here. <laughs> It made sense when I said it. <laughs> I was trying to do the math and I was like, were you starting from like when you were two or something? I'm gonna because be before then you didn't know weather pat. Weather he was actually born in Florida. So yeah. <laughs> it's this whole bookend effect. of lightning. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Yep. Um, all right. Oh, enough man. about me. Uh, Paris, since you're a guest, why don't you uh, fill us in? I'm sure oh, you no. know, you've just been quarantining like the rest of us but yeah i was like this is the this is the dreaded question that everyone asks now like how are you doing what's new and i'm like i don't know man what day is it i don't even like we've been we've been quarantining pretty hard i last two weeks i was seeing some people we were doing some outdoor like social distance activities went kayaking did some hiking went swimming in madrona beach in like washington for the first time First time swimming in Washington State, if that gives you any indication about how many pools there are here. Wasn't in a pool, it was in a lake, so um <laughs> I'm just trying to think I haven't really been up to too much. I just found out at work that our official comeback to work date as of right now is January fourth. Oh, so okay. 
Yeah, and they're like, obviously that could change, but yeah, it was kind of weird. Is that like that a kind of mandatory back to the office or an optional? Yes. So, so as of right now, if you want to go in the office, you can. It's technically open. Um, they're like, we don't recommend people do. And if you're sitting there for eight hours, you have to wear a mask the entire time. Who's going into the office right now? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, most people obviously don't want to. But there's a couple, like, our accounts payable team and our IT team have to go in, like, once or twice a week to mm. gather mail. And IT has to do hardware stuff. So, like... There's a couple people who have to go in every once in a while. But even then, while they're in there, they have to wear a mask the entire time. I was like, fuck that noise. I don't want to go back. No, thank you. Goodbye forever. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever go back. (laughs) But I was already working from home before it was cool. So, (laughs) Oh, you were already already a remote? I was pretty much, yeah, like full remote even before COVID. Just because my job allows it. But yeah, pretty nice. See, I'm hoping that, like, once we get back to, like, quote-unquote normal times, I only have to go in the office maybe, like, twice a week, like, every, like, Tuesday, Thursday or something. Like, that would be fine. I'm hoping that's one good thing that comes out of COVID is uh, the whole work-from-home philosophy is changed. (laughs) 100%. So really, guys, like nothing new is going on with me. Everything is the same. Oh, hey, I, I got my hair dyed last acceptable week. acceptable response for <laughs> yeah. this time. The only change is I got my hair dyed last week, which is obviously, as this is a very visual medium, you can see super well. <laughs> Definitely going to translate. Um, it's black and peach now instead of black and green. I like so that's my big, I my like big it. quarantine change. <laughs> Yeah, I think it looks nice. I'll have to peep it on the the Instagram. Instagram. It was on a story, so it's gone now, bud. Yeah, you're done. Go home. There's no way to know. (laughs) You missed it. You had a 24-hour window (laughs) to see it. Cool. All right. Well, what about you, Travis? Anything new to report? Um, Not a whole lot. Like Paris, I uh, don't remember what day it is, and I'm spending (laughs) a lot of time at home. And when I do go out in uh, in public or visit with people, I feel a little a little guilty, a little dirty. But you know, I'm I'm hanging in there. Uh, currently looking to buy a house. Not sure if this is the uh, best time to buy a house in this area right now. But you know what? I want a house, so we'll see what happens. Apparently, house buying has actually been up in the last four months. Oh yeah, it's been nuts. Which is like crazy, COVID's I mean. actually made it like harder to buy a home rather than easier. So wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not much beyond that. I've actually been watching way less movies Been playing a lot more video games lately. They're just, just more stimulating, you know? Yeah. Well, and... you're playing what? Apex, Call of Duty, Fall Guys. Oh, is there yeah. Anything else? That's about it. Those are the the main three. But, yeah, Thomas, I think it's should... just uh, probably with like not being able to go to the theater and just like most of the stuff hitting VOD being kind of middle of the road. I've just kind of lost my uh, my mojo for movie watching. Travis, you should get a Switch and play Animal Crossing. I can't buy another system. It's it's not very to... expensive though. 
I know, but I, no, I can't do the Animal Crossing <laughs> thing. That's just the road I can't go down. That's like saying like, oh, you should try World of Warcraft. <laughs> you should just try it. It's fine. It definitely won't suck you in and you definitely won't <laughs> yeah. spend the rest of your life playing it. I feel like though, what would happen would be like you would start playing it and then you would want Chelsea to play it with you and then I would get to play with Chelsea, which was my real goal mm. in asking you to do that. Would that be one or two switches later that I would have to purchase? <laughs> no, you can play on the same one. Oh, okay. Okay. I haven't touched Animal Crossing in, I think, two weeks now. I was playing every day wow. up until moving here. I, I had not missed a single day. And uh, I don't know. I just it's because you got your real life to attend to now, Matt. I, I just got kind of bored. I don't know. To be fair, well, I feel like at a certain point it does get a little boring until they have a new update. Yeah. Even then, I haven't. I don't know. I think I've, I'll probably check it like a couple times a week at this point. I just, now that I have everything set up, I probably yeah. will check back in. But I have yeah. a friend who had been playing, I think they'd been playing even more than like any of the rest of us like hardcore like they were way beyond where any of the rest of us were even after like a month or two mm -hmm. and like i want to say it was maybe a month ago they texted me and they were like yeah so i just like completely decimated my island i'm starting from scratch reset <laughs> we're doing this again oh my god because <laughs> they were like well because they got to a point where they were like ah there's only so much i can do and i wish i'd done things differently in the beginning so they were just like no i'm starting over we're done bye like they started a new island or they basically just like demolished their island to to rebuild from I I'm one of those two for sure. I'm not I don't want to say one for sure cuz I'm actually not 100% sure which one. Hmm, but I definitely think, one of those. I Either way. You wouldn't want to restart cuz then you have to get through all of the like early game stuff, you know, where you have to well, open that's the That's what I was thinking as well, like, but so. I, is there a way to fully decimate your island once you're if you're not resetting? Well, you'd have to do it manually. You'd have to do like terraforming and just like level everything. And so see, that seems flat. like so much work where you could just reset and like go balls to the wall. Yeah, that's the only way to truly get a blank canvas, though, you know? Yeah. Anyway, enough. I'm sure Travis is enjoying talk. this. <laughs> yeah. This is now an stuff, Animal Crossing guys. podcast. <laughs> riveting stuff. It's <laughs> still the talk of quarantine. Actually, I mean. Not that we're going to post this immediately, but season six <laughs> of Apex drops tonight. Oh, Typically, shit. it doesn't drop till the Tuesday morning, but for some reason, they're doing it tonight. So we need to get this show on the road. Uh, I was planning on this being the longest episode we've ever recorded. So <laughs> sorry, bud. I might drop off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, anything else anybody wants to mention before we move on to the next segment? Nope. Cool. What about you, Paris? Let me make sure I didn't lose you. <laughs> uh oh. Oh god. Did we lose you, Paris? Did you accidentally turn your mic off, maybe? Cool. All right, well <laughs> uh we momentarily lost Paris. I am going to go ahead and pause this and uh we will return.
All right, so we are back uh, after a brief technical difficulty. Paris muted herself in the <laughs> web browser and didn't realize it. So just all it takes is one click and the whole thing can come crashing down. Uh, but we're back. But isn't that a metaphor for our society? Ooh. <laughs> it was purposeful is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I was like, wait, what movie did we watch? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well... Speaking of movies, uh, what we're going to be doing next is kind of a 2020 roundtable. We're going to throw out uh, movies that we've seen released in 2020. And just uh, if we've all seen it, you know, talk briefly about it. What were our thoughts? Uh, If it was just one person, you know, again, go over your thoughts, move on to the next one and just uh, review kind of the year so far. It's been a weird one. So, uh I think between the three of us, we've seen quite a bit. I've probably seen the most, but um, I'm not going to talk about things I've already talked about on previous episodes this year. You know, like your Sonic the Hedgehogs and your your Gretel and Hansels kind of thing. Um, But anyway, let's uh, go ahead and get her started. Um, Who wants to go first? I think I only have two, and I know... You guys have both seen them, I'm pretty sure. So, oh, good. Maybe you guys just go and then I'll chime in when we talk about it. I don't have very many anyway. I feel like Matt might need to go first (laughs) to to be the book again since he's seen so many, apparently. This is just going to be me and then for two, you guys go, me, me, me. And then we talk about two movies and then it's just back to me. All right. Kind of, yeah. I'm going to pull up Matt's letterbox so I can follow along at home. (laughs) Oh, geez. Well, I have a, I keep a list of like, uh, a running list of movies that I've seen from 2020. So let's. Uh, I'm gonna start. Well, no, I'm not gonna give it away like that. Uh, here, let's start with Becky. Have either of you seen Becky? No clue what that is. So Becky stars Kevin James. It's the one where he's like a, a neo-Nazi. It's like a. What? Home, it's like a home. Yeah, Kevin James, the King of Queens, the fuck? plays a, a, a brutal neo-Nazi. <laughs> Kevin James of I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Kevin yes, James. That yeah, Chuck. Paul Blart. Kevin James. Yes. <laughs> We're talking mall cop. Kevin James. <laughs> the one and the same. Yes. He has approached the, uh, you know, the ballsy kind of dramatic role stage of his career he's not just a clown you guys he, he's so he's is he doing the john c Riley part of his career where you're like wait is he actually amazing john c Riley started amazing and then did movies with will ferrell and then now he's just amazing again fair but i saw the movies with will ferrell first so that's how i knew yeah, him. yeah yeah and then i went back and was like oh he great <laughs> So, Matt, based off your star rating, we didn't miss anything, but uh, care to tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, it was uh, it was hot dog garbage. Um, it was quite bad. Um, it's like I said, it's a it's kind of a home invasion movie, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Just the stakes of the film, the characters' motivations, as far as like why the neo Nazis end up at this house, it's just so far fetched. And the whole time I was like, that's fucking stupid. That doesn't make any sense. And it's kind of filmed. uh, This is kind of harsh, but it's pretty amateurish. 
Like the editing hmm. is jarring and not well edited in the sense that there's just these weird juxtapositions and alt like awkward cuts to weird camera angles that are just kind of jarring. Like you you can see good movie making should be invisible. Most of the time, right? Like, unless you're going for something kind of flashy, whether it's... Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is it, like, purposefully jarring and that's part of the movie? Or no, it's just bad? I think it's a combination of just (laughs) not being well executed and trying to, like, do some kind of interesting stuff for the sake of tension. But it just... The tension just falls flat in this movie because it's laughable. Kevin James, I will say, gives a decent performance, but the writing is really bad. Like, I never was convinced by him just because of the situation that he and the other characters found themselves in. Like, I've seen some reviews say he's, like, super menacing and it's, like, an incredible performance. And I'm like, it it was a good performance, but it's just I can't find him menacing just because I'm so distracted by the horrible script. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, you know, like I just, I, I don't buy I his buy acting it. qualities kind of out the window because you can't even think about it because of the character. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The poster he uh, he's given me some uh, big big show vibes. Does he choke slam anyone in the movie? No, no choke slams. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely definitely big show vibes. He, he he's trying to be a badass. Um, it's just not very. Does good. he succeed? Um, at times, I guess. But again, like I said, I just didn't find him very intimidating. His character very intimidating just because some of the stupid shit they do. It's just those just it's the old cliche where it's like, why are you doing that? Why are you investigating that noise? You know, some you like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to get. There's not enough there for you to suspend your disbelief enough, maybe. Right. Well, it's it's not really that's part of it. But because of all the things surrounding it, on top of all those cliches being present, it just completely removes me from the experience because you know how I can get sometimes like if I get in a nitpick mode, it can start to ruin a movie for me because I'm just like, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. What the fuck was that edit? Why is that character doing that? You know, and I just I just get into a mode where I just want to destroy it every single thing you know <laughs> that's what happened to me with becky so um do not Yay. recommend um how sad the uh, director looks like he's on letterbox well one of the co-directors and he gave it five stars and said i made it so i think it's awesome hope you enjoy oh, it too oh, what and here loser. matt is sad <laughs> what a loser it's like like wow. facebook status what a fucking <laughs> Matt cold as ice. Travis Nair over here feeling man. bad for this poor guy putting out his piece of peace day resistance. And Matt's like, further. fuck this guy. What? I can't. Fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, oh, good on you, mate. Um, that's Becky. <laughs> um, let's see. Did either of you guys see The Way Back? The Ben Affleck vehicle? I did. I talked about it the last time we recorded. Right. You did. Okay. Yeah. Did you I did not. I did not. I was uh, I was originally thinking about it, but based on what you two both said about it, I was kind of like, no, thank you. Well, yeah, I watched it. It was one of the first movies we watched uh, when we first got to Florida and we were still staying with um, Haley's grandparents. Um, not much did to say. It's that, Matt? Yeah, mm-hmm. I logged it. 
Oh, okay, yeah. There it is. It's um, it's not very good. I wouldn't say it's horrible, but it's very generic, middle of the road. Like the arc, Ben Affleck's character arc. There's n- not any surprises. Like it, it does exactly what you expect <laughs> it to do from this kind of movie, you know. And I think kind of you had echoed some of that when you talked about it on the last episode, Travis. It's just oh uh, yeah. What did we you? What did it. you? What did you? Yes, a drinking problem <laughs> <laughs> too. <laughs> Yeah, it's just step by step. It's it's just very formulaic. Um, there's some enjoyable moments and like on a craft level, it's it's a well made movie, but just not very interesting. Um, Could have had some better basketball like moments, or I don't know. I just feel like it could have been a better sports movie. Than right, it like where the sports were more of the foreground and his story was more of a background. No, not necessarily. It's just I think he's more alluding to the the way that the basketball is filmed. It's not mm-hmm. very suspenseful or dramatic. Interesting or exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they don't go that deep into it. Like they always just focus on Ben Affleck and his problem. Right. I wanted a little mm-hmm. more like So the basketball stuff. You know, is kind of like background. hardball, a good balance between drama and sports. Hardball? Not gonna lie, when you said that, I immediately went to Moneyball in my head, and I was confused. Hardball, the Keanu Reeves baseball movie. Oh, I was thinking Rollerball. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, I have not seen Hardball. Is that any good? Me neither. I saw it when it came out like years ago. I remember it wow. being a good movie, but uh, don't know how it holds up today. I imagine it's still pretty solid. Maybe a little dated. Just just a guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, nothing else to say on the way back. Pretty generic. Um, I wouldn't really recommend it, but if you like uh, Baffleck, go for it. Um, let's see. What else we got on the list here? I guess we could do... Let's do one of the ones that we all saw. Um, well, you guys want to talk Palm Springs? Yes. Sure. All right. Um. So this was kind of the the breakout hit of the summer for quarantine. Um, dropped on Hulu and had a lot of hype. I feel like just because people are so starved for content, mo- yeah. a lot of people were pretty eager to watch it. They also advertised it really well. I felt like they did a really good job of, as someone who only streams stuff, so I watched little to no actual advertising, I felt like I got a lot of like subtle like, hey, watch this including my, gosh, how old is he now, 62-year-old father saying, hey, are you going to watch the this movie? It's called Palm Springs. It looks really good. And I was like, what? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, but are you going to watch it? What, what is this? He literally, he was like, you need to put it in your calendar so we can watch it together. So I did. Aww. And then earlier in the day, he was like, did you watch it? Because he's on um, Central Time. And I was like, I haven't watched it yet. And he was like, it's so good. You have to watch it. So I was like, I have to watch it tonight so I can talk to him about it. (laughs) Well, I thought you meant like watch it together, like not in the same room, but like watch it at the same time. That's Honestly, that would be cool. I don't think he's technologically savvy enough for us to even try to do that. I mean, he has a watch, right? (laughs) 
Like, he has a watch? No, no, no. I, I mean, oh, I thought you meant like where you're like FaceTime or Zooming someone and you kind of, you watch it literally together. Oh, no. I, I That's like, I'm pretty that. sure he can press play at a specific <laughs> time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I would hate to watch a movie like like that where i'm holding a phone and try and talking to somebody well no or one of like the netflix chrome extensions you know netflix party like something like you've never done something like that no i've never actually used god no (laughs) i used it once to watch gosh i can't even remember the movie now but it was with my friend michael and honestly it was super fun because it was like having him there i didn't hold up the phone i like set it on something next to me so he could see, so we could see each other's faces, well, what but did not you the, watch? the screen. I'm trying to remember. We were going to do it with Hereditary, but I still haven't seen that yet. Mm. Trying to remember. I'll text him and report back. Cool. All right. Well, anyway, Palm Springs. Um, what did you guys think of this one? Paris, you want to go first? Oh, sure. Um, I loved it. I was... Honestly, like, kind of like you said, Matt, I was a little starved for content at this point in quarantine, and I was like, something new with two actors I enjoy. This should be great. But I also was still like, eh, it's being released, like, you know, on Hulu, so it's probably, like, not that great. Like, who knows? It was Yeah, but due to circumstance. Well, no, and so I wasn't sure if it was going to be released on Hulu anyway, or if it was planning on being released in theaters. And so I was, like, kind of trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, but not get too excited. Yeah. And I was, I loved every minute of it. I felt like, so I actually watched Groundhog Day the week before to, like, kind of get myself in the mode. I realized how much I like this better than Groundhog Day for a couple reasons. One, I feel like watching Groundhog Day doesn't have the same magic it used to for me. But also I like that they kind of... There's something to be said for how Groundhog Day doesn't really explain what's happening. Totally get that. But I actually like that they did a little bit explain, like, what was happening. And that she kind of... I don't want to give anything too much away, but she kind of uses science to really explain what's happening. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I I thought that was was a neat touch, but at the same time, it's, like, probably one of the few negative things i have to say about the movie is oh really i think it, it gets a little too deep into the science in that it's kind of bogus you know what i mean like they did all this research and it like the i guess the resolution to that as far as again i don't want to get too in the weeds but the re like the the plot to come that she comes up with, I guess, is just like seems kind of like uh, okay. I mean, I don't know a ton about quantum physics, so I can't really like uh, like tear into like the Matt. You've only it, had five months to learn about it. Come on, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Travis and I are basically could teach a class on quantum <laughs> physics. Like we're good. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It was. It was an interesting touch, I guess, but it's still like it doesn't get into how it started in the first place. You know what I mean? I don't know. I I don't want to get too specific because we've barely started. So I'll, I'll let you I'll let you continue. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get that. And I think it could be. I think that is like I like I kind of said with Groundhog Day. 
I guess, I guess really what I was trying to get at is I feel like it's, yeah, it's definitely a modern Groundhog Day, but I also like that it kind of turns the trope on its head where I feel like oftentimes those kind of things just like aren't really explained that well. We're just like kind of meant to believe them and then they're like, but how do we get out of it? And I feel like it was interesting that it went into that a little bit more and I did appreciate that. But also I just felt like the chemistry between the two leads was really what sold the movie for me. Mm-hmm. And I forget the lead actress's name. She's been in a couple different things I've seen her in before. Kristen Milioti. There we go. Kristen Milioti. I thought she was so funny. I'm really given really given a lot to work with. And then Andy Samberg, I love Andy Samberg, but he can also be over the top or a lot sometimes. And I felt like he was very he very wrote he rode that line very well where it was it was really like some of his really good work where he's he's shining and he's funny and he's ridiculous but not so over the top that I was like checked out about it. Yeah. And I, I feel like you buy the more like kind of somber, like dramatic moments too. Like you pull I haven't yes. really seen him pull that off. Like I I can't think of a movie that he's been in where he had like a more dramatic role. He's yeah, he's always the goof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. In this he was the goof, but also like I, yeah, I think it's the first time we're seeing him have that other side of him where it's like he's a little more serious, he's a little more somber. There's definitely a piece of him a little more cynical, a little more like, well, this is my fate. I guess I'm here, like kind of resigned to being semi-dead forever is kind of how I thought about it. <laughs> Maybe it's his wife rubbing off on him. What's her Who's name? his wife? Um, she's a musician. She's kind of weird. Um, oh right, that one. Paul Thomas Anderson directed a couple of her music videos, and she was she was in Fiona her, Apple. No, um, <laughs> Joe. Fuck, I can never remember her name. Um, God me, damn it! Is somebody is somebody googling Andy Samberg wife? Yes, that's so yes. bad that that's what we would re- reduce her to. Joanna Newsom. Yes. Joanna yeah. Newsom. Yes, her. She seems like uh, I don't know if I know her music. It, she does strange music. I you can't really find her music on streaming sites. Um, you have to like buy her shit, I guess. I would love to listen to more of her music, but you just hmm. wa- watch the YouTube, watch the uh, music video. I think Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson has directed two of her music videos. There's hmm. one where she's okay. like, uh, it's like trippy visuals. Um, it's like handcrafted like backgrounds or something like oh, wow. behind her. I so know. Matt, I know this is totally like we're getting really off topic, but I just thought it was interesting because you said she wasn't on streaming. Apparently she said that she's not available on streaming services because things like Spotify are like a villainous cabal of major labels. <laughs> the bills, the business is built from the ground up as a way to circumvent the idea of paying their artists. So no, I don't think she's going to be on there anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like something she would say. (laughs) She seems like a a lot more uh, serious than Andy Samberg, (laughs) which pretty much anybody would be if you put them up against Andy Samberg. Yeah, but um, she actually seems very serious, so I'm intrigued. So So serious that you can't stream her on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently not. 
No, well, uh, yeah, I have heard that being a. I mean, this is going really off topic, but um, <laughs> it's she's not the only one who has gripes with uh, the streaming platforms these days. I'll leave it at that. Right, <laughs> I think right. Pretty much all <laughs> artists are against it. They just have to participate. But I that's think it's like. Are. I yeah. think it's like who buys music these days, though. Because you know? of that, yeah. Right, it's like artists make money from touring. And that's and their merch, main, like. or or and merch, and also like other style revenue streams, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why there's bands doing like Patreons and shit now. Yeah, <clears throat> and yeah. OnlyFans, you know, it's super. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Palm Springs. Um, <laughs> were any, any uh, final general thoughts, Paris, before uh, me or Travis go? I was very pleasantly surprised. I wasn't really sure what to expect. I thought it was great. I actually, I was actually looking at my list of movies I've seen so far this year. We're now, we're in the final stretch of the year. We're more than halfway. I would say we're in the final third or whatever. And math is hard. It's fine. And (laughs) I think it's the best movie I've seen so far that came out in 2020. I wouldn't say that it necessarily stacks up against my 2019 list, though. Right. No, this I year, was, there's an yeah. asterisk next to it. Yes, and... yes, of course. <laughs> I haven't even thought but, about a list yet. <laughs> and that's and that's my biggest thing is I actually wanted to touch on a little bit earlier is that I feel like I've also been rating everything this year much higher. Even stuff that didn't come out this year. Anything I'm watching during this quote unquote unprecedented time. I feel like I've just been rating so much higher because it's something. <laughs> it's something that is distracting me from what's going on outside of my living room. And anything that anything that like makes me feel anything, I'm like five stars. <laughs> that's done. The, that's the old COVID bump. Yeah. <laughs> And well, so if you're I, finding enjoyment in things, Paris, we're not going to give you shit for it. So. And that's and that's kind of where I was at with this. Like, do I think that in 10 years I'm going to be thinking about this movie? No, probably not. But do but I would recommend this to people. I think it's a good movie. I think it would be fun for a lot of people and I I really enjoyed watching it. Cool. Well, more of the same for me. I I I thought it was excellent as well. Um I love that it kind of plays into some tropes of the time loop genre while also kind of subverting things. I think it's incredibly well written. Like I love how sharp the writing is. It made me laugh out loud multiple times. I love the chemistry between the actors and it just really made me invest in the story, which I had actually never seen Groundhog Day until two days ago. Like, I just watched really? Groundhog Day. Yeah. And Groundhog Day was great. Um, and got to give credit where credit's due. Because, I mean, there's a lot of, not just the time loop thing. I mean, even down to some of the actions that people take when they... Um, like how in Groundhog Day, he kind of goes through phases, right? He has like the fuck it phase right. where he's just like, oh, I can do whatever I want. And he has a phase where he gets incredibly depressed. Like there's some of that in Palm Springs. But um, I think I might agree with you, Paris, that it's better than Groundhog Day. Not 
because these noobs. not because I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me put it this way: it was kind of cringy watching some things in Groundhog Day because a big part of the movie is that he's trying to get laid. Like half the movie mm. is Bill well, Murray trying to get laid by and that that's, girl, you know. And honestly, that's like like I said, like I watched it a week before I watched Palm Springs, and I loved Groundhog Day when I was younger. My dad always loved it. We would watch it together. It was always on TV. You know, it was one of those like comfort movies. And watching it now, I'm not going to lie. I was like, ooh, it's not that it hasn't aged well because most of it has. Real quick. Isn't there a little bit of that in Palm Springs as well? Maybe handled better, but I I think I think it's (laughs) I think the main character is doing that in Palm Springs. But that is not the through line of the movie. For like two I haven't seen Groundhog of the Day m- in a, a long time, and I've okay. only seen it once. I know it's like a beloved classic, so I thought I would just give you guys a hard time. No, no, no. <laughs> you're you're totally fair, Travis. <laughs> and like I just feel like it's not like it hasn't aged well. There's just a few items where I'm like, mmm. This feels a little outdated. Like this feels a little like uh and then of course Palm Springs came out this year. So everything and everything feels very of this time. It doesn't feel outdated. It doesn't feel weird or whatever. We'll revisit it feels this conversation up. in twenty years. Yeah, we'll I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be the lots of movie. things. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be lots of things in Palm Springs in twenty years that are going to be outdated. Seeing in twenty years. I'm already writing my think piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so back on topic. Um, I just thought it was really well done. Um, really enjoyed the dynamic between the characters. J.K. Simmons is great and kind of a supporting role. Um, I kind of loved what his character brought to the table and kind of the weird... He's basically a wrench that gets thrown into the plot as kind of the catalyst for how the characters wind up in the time loop together. Yes. Um, And then he's kind of gone from the movie for a long time and then comes back later, but... I liked that character's arc. Um, maybe could have had a little more of it. It wasn't the most satisfying conclusion to his arc, I guess. But um, I thought he was an awesome um, part of the movie. I liked a lot of the wasn't, side characters. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Was was the final scene that he's in. I'm trying not to spoil anything. But was the final scene that he's in. Is that in a post credit scene or a mid credit scene? Or is that just at the end of the movie? There is a mid credit scene. I don't remember what's in it, but in my Travis, memory, the last scene he's in, uh, I think, is he gets like a package from, uh, I can't remember her name, but uh, the one that Kristen Milioti plays. She like, <laughs> or maybe Andy Samberg sent it. But Sarah. Sarah. Like they said, they mailed him like a, the theory and he finds out that it works because he goes back oh i guess i kind of okay yeah i feel like you're spoiling things it's fine it's fine i was i I was like talking through it in my head and i walked right into a spoiler (laughs) i was just trying to figure out was that the last scene of the movie or was that a mid or end credits because you said his 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 ending isn't really like fulfilled like his character doesn't have like a good finale but i felt like that worked for the character that final scene was that so anyway i can't help you guys with this but i just want to say that i found out (laughs) after i watched that there was a like a mid post end credit scene and i never went back and watched it so i can't help you (laughs) 
I think it, is. it is that though. I think. Is I think. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm pretty sure it's like a mid credit scene. I want to say, and Travis, I feel like that makes it better. The, like, there was a oh, lot of things at the end of the movie where I was makes like, it better? "No, but yes, not the okay. whole movie, but his storyline, like yeah, the I mean, mid-credit scene, like kind of completes his storyline, makes his character arc better. Like, I don't definitely if, doesn't like leave him out of the movie. Like, I feel like it would. If- to me, it felt more like they had to write that in because otherwise, it would be a plot hole as far as like why." Was he well, it was a plot movie? hole when we finished the movie. I watched it with Kurt, and we were both like, "But what about, you know?" Yeah, JK, I can't. I can't remember his character's name. Yeah, but that's and what then, I came across as is them just yeah. less about resolving the character's arc and just bringing him up to speed. I guess is how it played to me. I said gross earlier because Marvel movies have uh, redefined the way we uh, refer to <laughs> post-credit scenes. Right. And um, yeah, not a fan. Yeah. So is that a Travis- mid to end post-credit scene or a post? Was it just the ending, or was it a was it a? So this was a post-credit scene, but it was after the pre-credits. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I felt like this this felt more like one of those early 2000s <laughs> mid-credit scenes where they're like, haha, there's a little bit more of the movie. You know what I mean? Whereas Marvel, they're like, no, you better fucking stay in your seat. And then sometimes they trick you and there's nothing. It's from back when I actually enjoyed post-credit scenes. Yes. yes. Before that Marvel. Is, that is more what it felt like. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, anyway, Travis, what about you? You haven't said too much about your thoughts. Um, I don't really have too much to add. Um, I thought it was entertaining. I liked it quite a bit. thought it was pretty funny. Um, like the chemistry of the two leads. Uh, it was kind of the perfect little movie for the time that it came out on streaming. And honestly, I think this might be like a benefit, the way it was released for the movie, because... Like, had it been released in theaters, do you think your dad would have been interested, Paris? My dad? Yes. He loves all movies. Would he have but... gone to the theater? We're, COVID is not a thing in my scenario. So if COVID <laughs> was not a thing... See, it's hard because my dad's a truck driver, so it's hard for him to go to a movie theater. But if hmm. let's say let's say he was an at-home person... But what and if it had COVID even was been not advertised to him in the first place? Because he probably saw the ad on Hulu. Probably. Right? See, this is the thing. I feel like my dad's not a good example for this because he's the kind of person that sees but there's all a movies lot of and he's your like, dads out there. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> not. <laughs> Hopefully there's only one my dad out there. Rodney, if you're listening to this, I think you're the only one unique. But, um, you, know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I would say like I would say maybe Matt's dad might be a better use of this example because I feel like would Matt's dad go see this in the theaters? Probably not, right? He also hasn't watched it anyway. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and I'm just <laughs> gonna say that people seeing this at home, they'll, they'll take a stab at it, but they see that it's playing in a theater. 
they're not going to make the effort to go to the theater and see it. You know I would I mean? agree that I think that most people who and would Andy go Sandberg to movies has that casually pull yes. to like, you know, ooh, I know that guy, I'm going to press play. But if they see The Assistant on Hulu, something we might talk about in a little bit here, they're not going to press play. <laughs> I would agree Guaranteed. with you, Travis. I think that <laughs> it benefited from its platform 100%. Because <laughs> when Andy, you see you see Andy Samberg on TV, you're like, yeah, I want to watch that. You see Andy Samberg in the theater, you're like, mm. Maybe, maybe something else is playing. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Well, I think the point you're really trying to make is that because it came out at a time when movies aren't really coming out, people were able to rally around this. It probably would have gotten lost in the shuffle as just another indie budget movie to hit theaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it w- I don't think it would have been like a bona fide hit in the same way. That's that true. It if it was a Hulu original, you know, COVID's not a thing. I still think it would have done pretty well, but maybe not as well as it has done given the circumstance. It definitely was something I was very excited to see, and I think maybe I would have been less excited. It it was kind of a right time, (laughs) right place kind of scenario for it. Totally. I I do also, real quick, without spoiling, I like the whole metaphor of the movie and it relating to life. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Also, were either of you surprised by her storyline and kind of how it turns out like maybe she's a terrible person? Maybe not? Um, I called almost immediately um, who <laughs> was in her like her room when she wakes up. Is that kind of what you're... Mm, I called yes. almost immediately that that was the case. Because they were like hiding it. You know what I mean? Like pretty early on you see like there's someone in the shower, but you don't know who it is. See, Even before and I, that, I was like, oh, I bet that's, you know, I'm not going to say it. I thought maybe God, it was. Matt's no fun I don't, to I don't, watch movies with. He's really not. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe it was someone else, like maybe more of a, I, I don't know, want to spoil who was in there by saying who I thought it was. Um, I thought it was maybe even more of a main character that was actually in there. And so I was like, hmm. But I didn't give so much thought to it that I, when it when it was revealed, I was like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think me guessing it reflects negatively on the movie. I, I did think that was a nice character negatively on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that too. Um, okay, well, we've been talking about Palm Springs for a while. Anything else before we move on to something else? We gave it its due. All right. Yeah, I feel like we talked about it <laughs> for a long time. As long as we talked about it more than Animal Crossing, I think we're good. <laughs> All right, I think we succeeded. Okay. Um, well, let me talk real quick about Shirley talking about another uh, Hulu drop. Um, Shirley, I thought, was quite good. This is uh, written and directed by Josephine Decker. <laughs> Actually, no, I think she just directed it. I don't think she wrote it. Anyway, Josephine Decker uh, kind of came into the spotlight with uh, Madeline's Madeline from a couple of years ago. There was a little bit of hype around that movie. Did you ever watch that, Matt? No, I never saw it. I wa- it was on, mm. It's been on my radar for a long time, but I still haven't watched it. I uh, watched it. Did quick. you like it? Uh, it I, I didn't dislike it, but I feel like I maybe need to see it again. Um, but I thought it was all right the first time I saw it. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll, I'll circle back to it, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, so Shirley, directed by Josephine Decker, stars Elizabeth Moss. Um, she plays a writer, uh, like a famous horror writer, who uh, basically is trying to find inspiration for her next book. And uh, her and her husband take in this like young couple, and then the movie kind of evolves from there. Um, I thought it was very strange and tense and um, mostly good. I think it's kind of going for a lot of things at once. There's basically a, like a power dynamic that kind of gets flipped on its head in the household. Um, it's a movie about deceit and manipulation and relationships and stuff. Um, filmed very interestingly. It's kind of has like a fever dream quality mm. to it. Very intense. That's kind of how uh, Madeline's Madeline is. Yeah. I think that's kind of her MO. Lot, lots of floating camera, like moving around a room and getting close. Mm. On. It's very like uh, movement oriented, I guess. Almost, almost like a choreographed. Like the camera is choreographed. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. Elizabeth Moss is amazing i feel like she is definitely one of if not the best working actress right now she is incredible um yeah just totally solid it's on hulu i would very much recommend it one of the strongest uh 2020 releases um what else do i got travis did you see anything else that we did not see that you want to fire off um if we're talking 2020 no. Okay, so you don't have any other 2020 stuff? Nope, I don't think so. Besides okay. uh, The Assistant. Okay, well, let's do The Assistant in a second. I'm not going to talk about everything. Like I watched some documentaries that I won't bring up here. But uh, two more I'll mention. They're both horror movies. I watched both okay. of these on Shudder. I watched La Llorona which is a Shutter exclusive. Um, Wait, it, that came out in 2020? Not The Curse of La Llorona. This is different. This is just La oh. Llorona. Is it, it related to that at all or no? <laughs> it's about La Llorona, but no, they're not. Well, they're not that's in like the same a, universe, those movies? Uh, no, a Latinx like okay. fable, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like it's like uh, it's an old wives' tale. It's a fable, you know, like a chupacabra, or you know, it's it's like a scary story that uh, in Latin America that you hear growing up as a kid. So it's it's uh, it's a spin on that, but it's a much much more grounded version of that. Like basically, this version it follows um, a war criminal who is on trial for mm-hmm. genocide and uh, there's like uh, indigenous women, dozens of them who accuse him of rape and genocide and all sorts of stuff. So he is on trial and their home is just surrounded by protesters basically. So it's about justice and civil unrest and, and trauma, like generational trauma. And it's kind of manifests itself in La Llorona. So it's more, it's not really a scary movie. There are some tense moments, but it's more exploring 
like this notion of you know generational trauma from decades of abuse of indigenous women uh, at the hands of their oppressors and their land being stolen. It, it's more about that than it is really about being a spooky wow. movie. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty well done. I didn't love it um, just because it's, I mean, I like scary movies and it didn't really scratch that itch, I guess. It, not that it had to, but I, that's kind of what I went into it looking for. Um, so well worth a watch, but it's not... Uh, not going to keep you up at night, I'll say. Or at least not not as a horror movie. It, it, there might be some images in it or uh, um, topics <laughs> that may be triggering, but it's um, it was good. I enjoyed it. I think I logged it at like a three and a half or something. So don't watch it late at night or I might fall asleep? Is that what you just said? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be, you'll be entertained. There, there's some pretty, pretty intense scenes. Um, it's a tense movie. It's not a scary movie. How about that? Okay. More, it's, it's more not of a, a jump more scare of a movie. thriller. No, no, it's it's yeah. just you know like eerie music, like a mood kind of slow burn yeah. type. Yes. Okay. Feel versus a like a all thrills curse of La Llorona. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Blumhouse production. Exactly. Or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> if if. Curse of La Llorona is Little Caesars. La Llorona is like a fancy margarita <laughs> pizza, you know? Oh, like, wow. Okay. That, that's a lot different than what you made it sound like. Well, no. I think you're going to be me... like, if if Curse of La Llorona is Little Caesars, then La Llorona is like Pizza Hut. Let or me... it's definitely better, but it's still not like good. No, let me put it this way. So... A fancy margarita pizza that you paid $20 for and admittedly was good, but didn't fill you up or satisfy you, mm, but is was not there. the best pizza Been you've ever had. There. Right. And then and you're like, why did I pay $20 for this? Right. But it's, it's probably got better ingredients than Domino's or definitely. Yes. Hey, definitely. Whatever. Little Caesars. I said Little Caesars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little Caesars and Domino's are playing on two different fields. Travis, whatever cheap pizza right place that is in this <laughs> metaphor. Domino's cheap Domino's? pizza versus Little Caesars cheap pizza. I will find no, no, you. You're right. You're right. You're right. Domino's is the conjuring. The curse of La Llorona <laughs> is Little Caesars. If we're comparing okay. the conjuring okay. universe films to pizza chains. Okay. No, I, I am pretty Wait, the curse of La Llorona was in the conjuring universe? Uh-huh. Twist. Fuck, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> What's a twist? It was a roller coaster. Um, um, and then the nun would be like fucking CeCe's pizza. Yeah, no one gives Totinos. a shit. <laughs> Only in the South. No one gives a shit. Uh, the fucking red man. No one's ever actually been there. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh. Um, Movies. La Llorona. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The other the other scary movie I watched, which kind of got some buzz. Uh, it's also on Shudder. It's Host. Have you guys heard of Host? No. No. It was filmed entirely in quarantine. It's like it's one of really? those. It's 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 a zoom, it's a Zoom movie. It's literally made on Zoom. So kind of like unfriended. It just, yeah, 
Well, looks like, like it's on, made oh, on wow. Zoom, or even it the poster looks like a friend did what mm-hmm. the fuck? No, it's Zoom. Like it's literally Zoom. Like the Zoom call starts. It's all the same. Why is that poster so similar to Unfriended's post? Or is that what Unfriended is? It right? I'm not saying the wrong title. No, Unfriended is the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Well, look at the poster for Unfriended, and then look at the poster for Host. Yeah, that they're is very similar. Bad. <laughs> um. Host was pretty good though. I mean, it's you're gonna love this, Travis. It's 56 minutes long, so oh. still technically a feature, but doesn't get much shorter than that. Wait, what defines a feature? A feature. I thought is it was 60 minutes. No, I think technically it's 40 minutes. Uh, really? Yeah. You never see like a 45 minute feature though, usually, you know. But at least I think that's how the Academy designates the difference between hmm. a short film. Like a 45-minute film would not be eligible for short film. It would have to be eligible for a feature. Like if you were okay. going to nominate, like if you were going to put it up as a nom. Um, anyway. That would suck to make a 45-minute film, though, because I feel like that that feels more like a short film than a feature. Yeah, I felt the same way, but um, it's it's good. I mean, it's, it's paced really quickly. I mean, basically these friends during quarantine hold like a seance like they have a medium like on the zoom call and she's like oh i've never done this on a computer before but here we go you know like (laughs) multiple references to covid matt's medium voice (laughs) at one point can you tell us what like why they want to do a seance or is that like a spoiler no it's just you know, millennials. Oh, let's have a seance. I've never, like, is it like, that's never is it once like, popped into my brain. But okay. Well, is it like someone who's like, oh, let's play with a Ouija board just for funsies? Or do they have like real intention? So one of the characters is spiritual and has done like seance type stuff. You know, talk to spirits and, you know, in, you're in a room with candles and they, you know. You hear a knock. So they're witches. Basically. And so she (laughs) convinces her friends to try it with her. So her friends are skeptics, right? Well, one of the friends pisses off the spirits, makes a a Mm. mockery of it, and then it basically invites a demon. It's kind of (laughs) far-fetched and silly, but it's pretty well made. And some of the shots are very impressive. Like, given the fact that it was all made in quarantine, I was like, I don't know how the fuck they did that, but that's pretty cool. So we cool. do leave the computer screen then? No, it's it's all phone like it's all phones and laptops. Like you're literally only watching the Zoom meeting. <laughs> but some of the shots are cool/interesting. Well, you could you shots meaning like it was filmed, let's say someone in the Zoom meeting is on their phone, right? So the mm-hmm. phone can do things. I don't mean cool in the sense that it's like fucking Terrence Malick shit. I mean cool <laughs> in like the practicality of it, like the effects, like how they did it. You know what I mean? It's interesting. I'm going to film myself walking from my bedroom to the kitchen. It's going to be pretty cool. All right. You're being a dick, <laughs> but you have not seen it. <laughs> There's some stuff where I was like, I don't know how, how they... Travis, they no one gives a off. shit about your house. <laughs> um, well, it was pretty no cool. One... Okay. It's, nah, si- it's silly. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I'll, I'll check it out, but I don't have Shutter, so we'll see how that I popped happens. for the, the seven-day trial, and I'll probably keep it through mm. through Halloween. Just, just so, so You got to watch... Um, 
cursed films if you haven't done that yeah no that's i'm planning on it though um what were you gonna say paris so when you first were talking about this movie it's called host i thought you were talking about the host no which was a movie that came out a while ago based on a book by stephanie meyer and it reminded me that I, I missed a very <laughs> right, but it missed a very like um, I missed something in the intro when you're talking about what we've been doing and that I've been hosting a Twilight book club. Oh yeah, you didn't bring that up. I uh, didn't. I forgot about it. Everything is dust. It's fine. You guys start um, the new book uh, this week, right? Or no? We will be. Yeah, we just finished the original Twilight book, and then we're going to be reading. Midnight Sun starting on Wednesday after our book club meeting. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> Good shit. Right, Maroki? Um, I think that's it for host. Okay. Uh, you guys want to talk about the assistant? Sure. Sure. Real oh, quick, though. I- Real quick. Paris, there's a movie from 2006 called The Host, directed oh. by Bong Joon-ho. That is a monster movie. Oh no, I've actually host movie you need to worry about. (laughs) I've actually heard about that because there was a bunch of Bong Joon Ho movies that I wanted to check out. Mother being the main one, and then the host being like the second one, I think. Host is pretty solid little monster flick. Okay. I'll definitely add that to my list. Yeah, it's been on my uh, it's been on my list for a long time. Really? Not? You've never we... seen that? No. It, it's been. It oh. was on Netflix for like f- forever, but yes. I never watched it. I don't know. I if mean, it's, it's no Parasite, but it is. It is solid. I will say that. A solid monster movie. For sure. Type. Before okay, we talk there. about the assistant, I actually watched a movie yesterday that I wanted to talk about real quick. Mm. Have you guys seen an American Pickle? No, you mentioned that you also you watched that too. Yeah. So, yes. So what happened was I was going to watch it and I was like, "Eh, it's only on HBO Max. I'll watch something else. Then I was like, wait a second. I can use because we've already used Kurt's login to get the free trial for a week. I was like, wait a second. I can use my email to get a free trial. So I got a free trial to HBO Max last night. Watched American Pickle. Um, I don't have too terribly much to say about it. It's Seth Rogen playing himself, well, playing a person his own age, and then also his 100-year-in-the-past um, great-grandfather. No. Yeah, great-grandfather. Um, I won't touch on it too much. It's, I would say, good, not great. It's a time-passer. I wasn't like, oh, I fucking hate this movie. But it was kind of, like, very meh. It felt very much like... I don't know if it was originally slated to release in theaters, but it did not feel like a theater release. It felt very much like something that would be released only on demand or streaming. <laughs> like it was very much like, ooh, this doesn't this doesn't feel like a movie, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you mean. I th- I think uh HBO Max like that was always meant to be on there. I think that was supposed mm-hmm. to be like one of the, uh, you know, you can only get it on our platform. Right. Kind of thing. So I, th- I think that was always the intention. But Okay, good. Because it definitely felt like that. It it was honestly the first third. It was a lot less. The first third I was like, oh, wow, this is quite a bit more um, sad than I was expecting. There's some like 
let's deal with our family grief stuff. And then it gets really like uber silly in the middle. And there's kind of a tone shift where I was like, oh, what are we doing with this? So it gets uber silly. And then in the end, it kind of comes back around and has that like, no, this is family and it's very meaningful. And it just felt really like a little all over the place. Like the movie didn't know what kind of movie it wanted to be a little bit. So mm-hmm. I would say if you really like Seth Rogen, watch it. If you're on your HBO Max or want to get a free trial, you can watch it. But I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's necessarily worth watching. Bummer. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not saying you wouldn't like it. I gave it a three and a half, so it wasn't like it was actually like super bad. It just felt really like. I'm only interested finished- in five star movies, so. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt well, Travis. It was under 90 minutes it was like a little under 90 minutes so i immediately thought oh maybe travis was like this <laughs> maybe even even those maybe. aren't even getting a free pass these days oh man, oh, man. i'm all about the bangers Let, let's get into the bangers matt all right well, it felt banger, like a time passer bangers and mash <laughs> <laughs> bangers and matt all right you guys want to talk about <laughs> you guys want to talk about the assistant Oh, sure. Sure. Um, I can go first on this one. Um, I thought it was fantastic. This is my favorite movie of 2020 so far. Um, I thought it was very effective at what it was going for. It basically takes place over the course of a single work day. So you follow uh, this character, Jane. Not your typical one night kind of movie though. (laughs) No, no, it's a lot of, I found the movie to be very tense because it, it turns a lot of seemingly mundane activities into just with the way they're filmed and kind of the stakes. I will say though, you only get, as much out of this movie as you put into it. I feel like if you put this on in the background or we're on your phone or whatever, like you're not going to get into it. But if you really submit yourself to it, I feel like you're going to get hooked and get a lot out of it. So is that, are you saying that it hooked you? Did it get you? Well, so I will give my (laughs) viewing experience. I watched the first half last night. And was just like, meh, pretty boring. But then I finished it today, and then I rewatched the first, like, well, I pretty much watched the whole thing again almost, just to watch the first half again. <laughs> so you watched the, the first, f- you watched the, first the first half. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I essentially watched the first half twice. But mm. the second half is what kind of got me into the movie and then made me like, you know, want to go watch the first half again. Not that I really missed anything. I just wasn't really into the movie until the second half. So. I I, I know what you're saying. Because this is not a movie that you would want to, like, have on in the background while you dink around on your phone. Because if you just, no. like, look at the screen, you're going to see her making copies and then she's going to go into a room and she's going to clean it and then you're going to go back yep. to your phone and you're going to come back and she's going to be like on the phone with somebody you know what i mean like yeah oh yeah but it had my full attention and i was just captivated by it just the way it's shot but here's the thing the performance. Matt. yeah go ahead even if you're not on your phone that is literally what most of the movie is 
and I get that that's kind of part of it. It's kind of mundane, and it's the little things that you're watching out for. But I was so bored that by the time anything even <laughs> happened, I was like, I don't know if I care anymore. Okay. So even the quote-unquote, like, dramatic moments didn't really work for you because you were just so, like, bored and, and I think the issue was I had heard about this movie for a long time really interested in seeing it had seen the trailer a lot and then i showed the trailer to kurt to be like oh do you want to watch this yesterday i watched it yesterday and i showed the trailer to kurt so i'd fresh the trailer and the trailer is so dramatic the trailer makes it seem like a super thriller it also makes it feel like it's more than one day and i'm a big fan of like a really interesting movie taking place over one day i think that's awesome but halfway through the movie, Kurt goes, oh, is this the same day? And I was like, what? I thought it was weeks later. <laughs> because I thought we were building to something. And we were. But I guess I would have preferred watching this movie having not seen the trailer and maybe having different expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's it's kind of an unconventional movie in that regard. Because there's not really a big payoff i mean i i guess one viewing of it could be like i watched this whole fucking movie and the end result is that she's just gonna do it over again you know what i mean because like the it, it i think the movie ends huh. on like a pretty depressing note in the sense that even after that day that I th- we're meant to believe is just another day for her for the most part. You know what I mean? Like the whole movie is just about toxic. Like I've never seen a movie that so vividly d- like captures a toxic work environment, you know, just top to bottom, like the work she's expected to do, the pacing of it her treatment by her boss, her coworkers, just like everything is just like, I don't know how she puts up with it. But then there's not those lie, other moments that you're like, oh, okay. Like all it takes is one comment of saying like, you're doing so great. You're going to get a job in this industry. That's all it takes to keep her going. Cause she knows what she wants and she just, it just sucks that she has to go through this in order to get there. Or at least that's how she feels anyway. You know what I mean? It gave me yeah. mad flashbacks to working a front office i've done that in different periods of my life and it gave me like mad mad like bad flashbacks to that and i was like mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like when they're like don't you have a cleaning crew do you clean up his floor often and she's like i'm told to tidy up i was like yeah i've literally like that's where the movie picks up when she goes to the hr room that's where yes it really that was the only scene i felt riveted by <laughs> that was a really hard scene to watch because i was just yes. like she's coming like obviously her concerns are valid but he basically gaslights her and turns the whole thing around on her oh yeah it's and just it's 100 like, he gaslights her 100 he gaslights her and then on the other point 110 percent. and then on the other point like the things it, it sort of i think is this really interesting thing about like th- there's things you know because you're not dumb like she knows what's going on because she's not literally dumb but it's also hard to be like, well, you know, they were both not here. Like, that's not a complaint. You know, like, we all know what's going on. 
And I'm and the HR person was very much in the wrong. Like he was one hundred percent gaslighting her. But also I feel like it's really hard to be in her position too, because it's like, yeah, like not much actually happened that you have proof of. Right. Like we as the audience are on board with her and the HR guy at least to start isn't really in the wrong because he's like so what you're saying is he's basically mocking were... her the entire time well yeah no so he's definitely like in the wrong he, he's 100 percent in the wrong don't get that's not at all what i'm trying to say he's an asshole no i know but it's also like it's also hard because it's like she doesn't have like enough proof really but she has enough to at least like you know bring some awareness or some concern to yes. it but he completely yes. blows her off like yes basically like you're lucky to be here and we're yes. just gonna forget that any of this even happened it's yeah. better for you if we just don't take this seriously yeah Ugh. which sucks and this has been like a kind of like a mindset for so many years and the this toxic is not... work environment exactly yeah i'm not coming from experience really but i mean even like you know not um just like the whole like sexism angle but like even like there's like hierarchy problems that like deal with the same kind of stuff maybe not to this degree but like you know where like you're not supposed to like throw anyone under the bus or like say someone's not doing something the way they should be doing or it could come back on you in a negative light you know like not that that's what this movie is about but you i could relate to that a little bit at least myself Sure. I don't know. I was going to actually ask you guys about that because I've definitely had moments in jobs I've worked at where I was like, mm, this feels inappropriate in whatever, in whatever, lots of different ways, whatever. Like, this feels like mm, not something that should be happening. But it also is like, mm, is this enough to say anything to someone about? Or you talk to your coworkers about it and they're like, oh, yeah, me too. haha," And you're like, okay, so am I just making a big deal about this? Is this person actually being an asshole? Or is this really something that should be reported? Or am I, am I, or in like in this case, like am I witnessing things that are gross happening around me? And it's like laughed off almost. Mm -hmm. Like it seems like all the things that happen in the movie are kind of like this open secret. Right. And I think the way that the material is presented plays into that, too. The fact that everything is an open secret because you don't really see anything like there are implications. And there, like, for example, there's a moment towards the end where her boss um, like invites an actress into his office and they're there super late. Right. She's just waiting around mm -hmm. and she leaves um, and she like looks up at the office and like the blinds close and you can see like bodies moving behind it. You know what I mean? It's stuff yeah. like that. Like you don't ever actually see anything. You hear explicit verbal abuse, but beyond that, it's just a lot of what is the implication? It's a look, it's a, right. um, um, you know, just, just a power, a power dynamic in a relationship. Or when one of the assistants comes out and he's clearly been like punched in the face. That, I was like, that took me aback a little bit. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. I was confused for a second. Yeah. Um, it's one yeah. of the male assistants. Mm -hmm. Comes out and he, he's got like, you hear this thud and he comes out and he looks like he's on the verge of tears. And he's got this red mark on his cheek like he's just been hit in the face. And I was like, 
Whoa. Yeah, I got the impression he like maybe threw something at him. I don't know, but um, it, that is. It's also interesting that the boss. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're meant to believe that the boss is Patrick Wilson, right? So I was trying to figure that out because Patrick Wilson is in that one scene and then never seen again. Mm-hmm. And he like touches her arm. They're like together and, and he like they have that awkward moment. I think we're meant to believe it's I don't, him. I don't think so. I, I feel thought like he's, so at first, but then I was I like, almost no. feel like that's just like a weird cameo almost. And like that whole scene was basically just showing like how she's kind of like discarded or not really regarded in the office because he like he doesn't like offer to let her out of the the elevator first and he's on his phone and he just kind of like acts as if she's not even there um but that is a weird scene because it's it's obviously a star of some sort but you don't really know the context of who he is and it never comes back to him that was the weird part. I thought, oh, at first I thought it was her boss. And then once the scene was done, I was like, oh, no, I bet that's someone in the office that's going to come back. And then it never came back as someone else or her boss. So I feel like it's not. But I don't, I, I don't, it was weird. Because he's probably a bigger star than, or I shouldn't say bigger star, a more recognizable face than most of the other people in the movie, if not all of them, right? I would say anybody. I mean, even yeah. Julia Garner. Like, yeah. yeah. Not that he's like a big time actor, but I mean, he's, he's been, been in a lot of stuff. He's very recognizable as like, at least someone who is famous, right? Like, yeah, I've um, seen his balls. I mean. Oh, yeah, we all have. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I haven't. What's happening? Oh, man, you got to watch well, you got to look closer. <laughs> <laughs> little children is that like little women but it's a, with boys it's a also? metaphor <laughs> um i hate that <laughs> you are you guys are right though he's he's just credited as famous actor oh maybe he's supposed to kind of be playing himself like as an actor because they are kind of at a movie production office right i think he is I, now that i think about office. it i think it was just supposed to be Patrick Wilson was in yeah. the office. You know, not gonna lie, that was not done well. I thought it was just someone working there. See, I I thought well, this movie doesn't boss. explain a lot, which is kind of a good thing in a sense, but also can be problematic think, in scenarios like this. Sure. But I well, I like the like minimalist nature of me it. Me too. Like how things weren't really explained, and you know, if you weren't paying no attention, really if you looked away for a second, for you might like get that little nugget of information or that you know that little moment. But um, yeah, it was a lot of what is unsaid. Like mm-hmm. even if even like the actress who's clearly very beautiful, clearly an actress, you know, walking around with her headshot comes in and just like puts the coat on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, you're like, ah, what a bitch. But then also, I feel like part of you is also meant to feel like bad for the actress. Because you know the guy is a creep. And so you kind of feel like, is she actually getting an opportunity? Or is this like a gross, you know, right, an opportunity encounter or whatever. Schmooze with her or whatever. Yes. What, what can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's part of what I found so interesting about the movie is just those those little dynamics, those little moments. And even like um, Julia Garner's character is having such a horrible day. And there's that moment where she's stuck watching the boss's kids and she like <laughs> yeah. does the horse thing. And she, you just see this like genuine moment of, of happiness on her face. 
however brief you know what i mean like it's like a it's like a oh, it's eye of the storm yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm not sure I, i'm not sure i saw it i saw more of like a oh, they caught oh it i guess i have to do this watch, like watch <laughs> well so i also i also felt like that scene actually with the horse thing i i saw less of a genuine moment of happiness and more of she has to even take directions from his children she's at the mercy of everyone well i'm not how i read because that the little girl does that twice the first time mm-hmm. she does it her reaction is clearly like "Ugh, now i have to entertain this kid i'm talking mm-hmm. about when she's like sitting on her phone on the floor right. and mm-hmm. she i don't know it seemed clear no but that's where i thought because like, the girl was like no you do it too yeah at and first, i thought yeah. yeah i don't know but by the end of it is it's seemed to me like she was actually like happy like, or she was at least like enjoying the moment for what it was you know what i mean yeah i don't know i i honestly feel like you could probably read it both ways <laughs> that's why the best. yeah right. <laughs> i actually do think that's why like kind of like travis you were mentioning this the simplicity of it like i think i think very few characters have names and what was interesting is, like, I usually watch stuff on the TV with subtitles, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the subtitles can give stuff away because they'll, like, say someone's name. And I'm like, oh, now I know the name of that person. And maybe that's not supposed to be revealed later until later or whatever. But all the names were, like, assistant, executive, boss. Like, none of them had actual names. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting that it's kind of like this could be any any place, anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's one of if not the only named character in the in the credits um i'm scrolling through here it's like driver assistant executive 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 assistant boss the only there was some of the actresses like the models and shit have names like tatiana ellen Mm. shit like that but yeah for the most which is interesting because i don't remember them being named maybe it was on their headshot or something you know, mm. and that's how yeah. we, that's how we know the name. Anyway, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It's still not a five banger. I only gave it a four and a half. I've not mm. seen one five star movie for 2020, but for what <laughs> it's worth, it's it's my favorite of the year. So far. yeah, I think I would give it probably like a four. Um, I liked it quite a bit, but I probably won't come back to it too often, especially now that I rewatched the first half again. I'm you know, it's pretty set in stone at this point. <laughs> sure. And Fair. yeah. Um, but yeah, I did like just like the, uh, the minimalist uh, approach of it. And I thought it was pretty effective. And I really just like the, the cinematography, like the way it was shot, like mm-hmm. just watching her do those certain yeah. tasks and like everything about the movie. Is so like cold and dark, like, the city, the mood, the color palette, like everything about it is just like kind of depressing in a way, but it, it's like very fitting for the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not an enjoyable watch by any means, but it's, <laughs> I thought it was very effective. Yeah. And one, one thing I will say is that I do feel like it's kind of an easy movie to make um, from like the subject matter, just because that yeah. stuff is very like relevant today and has been for a long time. And, so I just feel like it's kind of an easy topic. I mean, and that's not like to discredit the movie really, because like, for example, 
I watched Come and See this past week, and that's a very like brutal movie to watch and is kind of like an anti-war thing. And it does a very good job of portraying that. But again, that's kind of easy to do, like portraying horrific things on screen during wartime or, you know, during any time, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I think what separates this from a lesser movie is that you don't see the boss with his hand on a model's thigh, you know, going up her skirt. You don't see um, him. You uh, don't even see him, period. Right. You don't see (laughs) what he looks like at all. You don't see him hit the assistant, the other one, like with throws, Mm -hmm. whatever he does, you don't see any of that. And I feel like a lesser movie would have kind of showed him into that stuff. Yeah. Oh, this is, abuse this he's is an asshole right yeah. exactly not to so, say that there's like nuance like obviously he's an asshole but it's well um, but it's all right. it's all implied though right i mean it's it's not like he at the end of the movie you'd kind of you'd be kind of a dunce not to realize hello this is a bad person <laughs> yeah. but 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 it is all implied you don't actually see him you don't see him so you don't actually see him doing anything so it's all, it felt very real in that way, mm-hmm. where mostly if you see something happen at work, or if you know of some, a better better way to say it, if you know of something happening at your job that's not appropriate, whatever that may be, very rarely are you going to actually see something happening, right? It's all the implication. It's the knowing what's actually going on. Right. And I do think that that elevated this movie above maybe a, it it gave it it gave it a certain something that i did like and i did like the style of the film a lot like travis said it had this kind of cold feeling through the whole thing some of it was the lighting some of it was that just the character interaction it just all felt so cold mm-hmm. but i definitely didn't like it as much as you guys and i would say it was probably more of like a three and a half for me and i think again it was probably just my expectations going in were less of Less of the coldness and more of a thriller. More of a... um, Matt, what was that film we saw a million years ago with... um, Oh, my gosh. Keira Knightley. um, And it was the spy movie. Oh. Kind um, of. That was was last year. That wasn't a million years ago. Wasn't that like official... Last year. Feels like a million. Official (laughs) Secrets. So I feel like Official Secrets did it really well where it was also very like... There was a lot of... um, tense there was a lot of tenseness i'm not saying that right there was a lot of tension that's the word there was a lot of tension and slow build to that but it also culminated in more of a standard story you know conflict conclusion resolution and the conflict conclusion resolution in that movie was like a a trial and so i guess i thought that this was going to be more of that type of film so having it be a little more simple, I, I guess I went in with the wrong expectation. And I think that made me like it less. Sure. That's fair. I do think the the trailer is a little bit misleading as far as what the content actually is. But um, I didn't actually see a trailer, so I'm kind of glad I didn't. I would have hated this thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I feel like we should move on. Anything? Any last thoughts on The Assistant? No. No, I'm okay. All right. 
Well, Travis, you brought it up briefly. You want to talk about uh, Come and See real quick? Oh, yeah. So I brought this up. I bought the Criterion during the last sale. Oh, you did actually buy it? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's oh, how I watched okay. it. Yeah, I picked her up. Oh, I thought you sale. watched it on <laughs> Criterion Channel, maybe. I didn't even know it was on the channel until you said that. Ah. Um, no. So your experience must have paled in comparison to mine because I watched ah. it on, on Baby Blue. You watched it on... Well, <laughs> to be fair, Baby I Blue. tried... <laughs> I was going to watch this about a year ago or so. It was either on Filmstruck or Criterion Channel, but this was before the restoration. The copy or you know transfer that they had looked like complete ass. So five <laughs> minutes in, I was just like, I'm out. I'm not watching this. Um, but then, But I've always heard this is like one of the best war films, a masterpiece, blah, blah, blah. And people should know that I love war movies and, you know. Um, so when Matt finally decided to watch it, I thought this would be a perfect time to do so as well. And luckily the, I believe it is the, the restored version on Criterion Channel now. I mean, it's probably not as nice as the, the Blu-ray, but it was definitely an upgrade from the last, uh, version I tried to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, for those who aren't familiar, it's a... Uh, Soviet anti-war film that came out in like the mid 80s it was but it's been kind of hard to like track down like at least a decent copy until recently oh yeah totally I mean the uh, Russian government did a lot to try and prevent the movie from ever being released like they tried to censor it because um, you know it's pretty graphic um, mm -hmm. and I will say it's one of the more harrowing movie experiences I have had. Um, the first half of it, I was like, this isn't so bad. I wonder why this movie has such a reputation. Like, it's, tar <laughs> it's, it's hard to watch. But <laughs> then the, the, second, the whole second half is basically just a fucking onslaught of just, like, horrible, horrible events. And it's all filmed... The transfer, whatever they did, it looks amazing. I mean, I don't know mm -hmm. how it looked on the stream, but it's in Academy format and just these like close-up portraits of the characters, like some really haunting images. Like the one that is stuck with me is almost at the end of the movie, that girl with the whistle in her mouth. Mm -hmm. And there's like a sunset behind her and like the whistle drops out of her mouth and you can see like blood dripping out. It's like that image is like, ugh. I mean, I haven't had like nightmares, but I was like pretty, pretty haunted by that image. It's basically Wait, a movie. of. Are you talking images. about the, was it a whistle or a knife? Or are we thinking of two different scenes or Well, I shots? wasn't really sure what it was. Did you, I don't, I didn't think it was a knife. It was towards the end after. What like is this movie? It's a, it's a, basically it's about a home army like militia in what is now known as Belarus, but it's called Belarusia oh. um, when the Nazis invaded. So it's wow. about this teenage boy who essentially gets recruited into this war resistance effort and basically experiences firsthand, like the atrocities that the Nazis committed um, and it's just the movie is just him increasingly losing touch 
and becoming colder and more detached as he experiences these things and sees this horrific shit. Um, oh, wow. So it's an, it's an anti-war film for sure. I mean, it's not like, you know, fucking the Patriot or we were soldiers or some, something with, <laughs> you know, it's not patriotic. It's very much like this is horrible on all sides. It should yeah. never, it should never have happened. It should never happen again. Kind of thing. Yeah. It does not glorify war and, any aspect really (laughs) (laughs) um very tough watch but very good i thought it was excellent i don't know if i would go so far as saying it's the best war movie ever but it's different you know it's in the conversation i mean you can't really compare it to something like saving private ryan because like while saving private ryan is also trying to show like the horror of the war it's also yeah kind of american propaganda well, so right. I was thinking more like Apocalypse Now or something where it's like really like awful. Now, to be to to give credit, I haven't actually seen Apocalypse Now. Just a lot of like clips to know a lot about it. But that was the first thing I thought when you were talking about it, a good anti-war movie. Yeah, it, it has more in common with Apocalypse Now than than it does Saving Private Ryan. Um, okay. But yeah, I thought I thought it was great. I don't really have much to say about it, uh, but excellent i, I thought did you great. know that this was this director's only movie and then the main like lead actor this was like his first film that Wait, just like what? blows my mind like the the lead actor this was his first movie and then the director this was the only movie he made no it wasn't he made a bunch of movies <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> Oh, well, I, th- I swear <laughs> that, I heard that no. maybe it was like the only one of no or the only. F- maybe it was his first one. No, I think it's the only one that people have really. Maybe seen it was outside his last one. Maybe it, it was, was his, his last one. movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe th- that mm, was the. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, after you make something like this, I mean. Well, I think it, what, it, what are you going to do? You know, it took years to come out because I think the movie finished filming in like the late 70s or early 80s or something but matt looking at his filmography this is the only movie he made all right none of these really count he made one movie let's all be real here. <laughs> well it is an incredible achievement or mm-hmm. yeah it was but yeah, very uh, realistic and brutal experience. Um, I did really like the um, the cinematography and the the sound design, just like the the camera work and some of the like the the shots, like where the camera's like following someone and it's it's almost kind of like a chase, but not really. And then the camera like veers off and you see just like this troop in the fog in the background. It is a it is a feast. Mm-hmm. For the uh, the eyes, Bill Peepers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, very excellent. Highly recommended if you uh, want to pick up the Criterion or you have the Criterion Channel. That restoration is a beaut. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to pick this one up. I knew it was gonna be a five banger, like the first uh, twenty thirty minutes, right when that uh, the scene in the the forest with the the lady that he meets i was like oh yeah this is gonna be a banger i the movie didn't win me over until they go back to the kid's house and as they're leaving 
the girl oh, sees something, and oh, you just yeah. see a very brief image. I won't say what it is, but it's very brief, and it doesn't really linger on it. But I was like, "Whoa!" Like that was. So very I keyed powerful. in. I keyed into the probably the the most beautiful moment of the movie. Maybe one of the only like light <laughs> parts of it. Matt keys right into one of the worst moments. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's like, "What's the most?" fucked up scene in this movie because that was my favorite that's when it hooked to me <laughs> yeah i you're not wrong but i definitely was like i don't know maybe because i had no, no, it up fair to enough. this thing i mean i like but, that scene in the woods with the rain and the dancing and stuff but oh yeah when she gets up on that little trunk the little uh oh, like like suitcase thing that. dancing oh yeah, yeah and then they're shaking the trees do oh you two think I would enjoy this movie? Enjoy uh, it? <laughs> no, you would. I mean, I didn't enjoy no. it. Okay, maybe enjoy is not the right word. Should I watch this movie? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, if if you're a fan of film, I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> that sounds like no, but... <laughs> like, I do... I am... I, I'm like a low-key fan of film, so I don't know. I mean, I can't see someone watching it and saying, like, that was bad, but I could see someone saying, like, that was brutal, that was awful, like, not it's, from a quality standpoint. What did standpoint. you just do to me? Why are you making me watch this? And it is foreign. It's almost two and a half hours long, so that might be a, mm -hmm. a blocker that, for some. Those two, th those two things don't bother me either way. But it is an experience, and I okay. will say that I always favor an experience over a, like, great story or plot mm. and so well, so would you say an ex it's ex experience like a piece of art the way like maybe mother is like an experience or a piece of art um just it's less focused on a plot and more so focused on giving an experience okay does that okay. does that help yeah i think so <laughs> It's powerful, honestly it makes me want to see it a little bit less but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a plot for sure, but that's not really what you're concerned with. It's kind of the the journey that you go on with, well, mainly the lead. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Might have to check that one out. Cool. Okay. Well, anything else you guys want to mention real quick before we uh, talk about awkward movies to watch with significant <laughs> other's family real quick? Nah, I'm good. No, I think I'm good. Good. All right. Well, uh, this was a uh, fan-submitted topic suggestion. Uh, Calvin reached out to us and uh, sent us a big list of uh, potential topics. So uh, thanks for the list, buddy. Thanks for the write-up. Appreciate hearing from you. Um, we won't spoil others on here just in case, Calvin, you want any of these or maybe we'll come back to some of them, but the one that we went with was worst film to watch with your significant other's family. And uh sounds like we probably had some fun with this one. Um, <laughs> I, we didn't put like a metric on it. So we didn't say like pick five or 10 or anything. I have five. I can just say what my five are and then someone else can go. We want to do it that way. I have seven, but seven. It's ten twenty here, bud. There's, <laughs> there's like no, no. There's, there's, t uh, two groups that they kind of go together. So I kind of oh, have like God. four, but Travis but put two too ties, much thought you know. 
No, no, I didn't. This was literally <laughs> as we were talking <laughs> post or pre-recording. <laughs> five and a half. All right. Well, I'll go first. So the way I kind of uh, interpreted it, the idea is movies that you... Oh, God. Is it just Harmony Crin's filmography? <laughs> it's like, Harmony Crin is awful. Don't watch this with anyone. We're done. Done. Well, End you of said episode. there's a theme or, you know... <laughs> All right. Well, since Travis ruined my fun, oh I was my god! Say <laughs> Spring Breakers, the Beach Bum. Oh my go. god! The fuck you, said, you did not. You did not. Yes. <laughs> Travis, oh, why do you sound like the Goofy you. movie? I can't. I hate you. I hate you. I I would get to the second. Movie that is so funny like, travis oh, has <laughs> your number well to be fair two of his movies are on my list <laughs> damn i was gonna start with antichrist because i also hate that movie that is also on my list oh man I, we just so same brain i guess i didn't put any lars von trier on my list although i've seen a couple of them because i don't know i was just like i feel like he at least has like substance to his movies so you could be if you were with it would be uncomfortable but you could be like it's art that's what Lars von trier fans tell themselves yep i don't hate (laughs) i don't know if i like it but i don't hate it so uh yeah i'm I'm in the middle of him not here or there (laughs) i mostly do not like his movies i think but dancer in the dark is amazing but most of the other movies of his i've seen i have not been a fan of the worst mm-hmm. being antichrist which i can't even imagine watching with with anyone Haley's family with anyone, anyone but with Haley's family <laughs> like it's just so not only is it graphic it's pretentious as fuck mm-hmm. not in the way that i like you know what i mean <laughs> well because see i feel like that could kind of make it a little bit better because that's what i was talking about with the it being art thing like i went the opposite direction and all the ones that i picked that are inappropriate know, are Matt. like would her family appreciate you more or less after watching <laughs> my guess would be less <laughs> they that's fair. would make it they wouldn't make it past the opening scene they would oh, make God. me turn it off oh yeah well someone's getting railed right off the bat <laughs> <laughs> And then doesn't a baby fall out a window and die or something? Yep. That's the movie <laughs> over there. Mm-hmm. Killer Hook. Killer Hook. <laughs> Makes me want to watch it right now. Oh, yeah. It is actual P in the V, by the way. Well, it's P in the V and then a B on the P. Baby on the pavement. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. B on the P stands oh for God. baby on the pavement. I can't. The old P and the V, B on the P. It's a classic opening. Um, all right. Well, yeah, if that's if that's not a hook for the whole family right there, I don't know what is. All right. Well, what else do you have on your list? All right. Travis? What's the what's the official? All right. So wait, did Paris, did you give your list? You didn't, no. did you? No. Okay. I'll I'll give my list now. The official list. So I have. <laughs> A top four, but three and four have ties, but they're related. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is very unofficial, just off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in any order, but uh, number one. Oh, my gosh. Dogtooth. Uh, love that movie. Nothing against the movie itself, but 
watching that with someone who's not into movies or really knows what the movie's about or what Yorgos's sensibilities are would not be a fan. The incest, the like all the, the weirdness that goes on in that movie mm-hmm. just would not be a fun watch sitting with um, anyone's family, to be honest. Uh, the Brown Bunny, for obvious reasons. Um, there's an actual blowjob in the movie. I don't think that would sit well Ooh, with what? most. <laughs> would it? I'm not. No, but <laughs> not... I'm interested in watching it. I haven't seen it, so I'm like. Oh well, you, you should check it, it out. For that. You could watch a blow. Just go on porn. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 well, no, no. Okay, okay. She wants to see the blowjob. I want to see watch the clip online, though. You don't yeah. have to sit through the whole movie, it's which considered... is what I would recommend. This is like, this is like, yeah, you could see porn on Pornhub at any moment in time. But also, aren't you more excited to see a movie if you can see boobies or if it hangs dong? Yes, always. But yeah. can you see Chloe Sevigny sucking Vincent Gallo's dick? No. Probably <laughs> online somewhere. Yeah, you, I've, I have not seen the movie, but I've seen the clip. It's, of course you have. Oh, yeah. I've seen neither. <laughs> no, no, no. But that movie is considered like the blowjob movie. Because it's supposed yeah. to be really? it's not good, right? Like That's literally it's the only reason It's not great. Well, some people Uh-oh. think it's amazing, but those are those like Vincent Gallo tryhards. So you would only watch it to see a blowjob. Um, I mean, there might be thing. there might be more redeeming qualities to it. I don't know. I thought it was okay. It's kind of boring. It's kind of one of those like aimless, like wanderer type movies. You could maybe consider it a road movie, but Vincent Gallo is just kind of a weird dude, and I don't know. The yeah, the movie is known for that. I think partly because it is, you know, the nature of the content, but also just because the movie's not that great. So what else are they going to talk about when that movie gets brought up? Plus, I feel like back in the day, that was a bigger deal because porn wasn't easily accessible. So people would be like, oh, yeah, minute 27. It's not that old, though. Some serious things happen. Yeah, no, it's like 2004. Porn was available. <laughs> <laughs> but Readily. but even I think anything yeah. pre 2010 is like people still wanted to like I don't know I don't feel like anyone would do that this day and age because of the the current climate with just like sex I don't know like just like having an actress a suck because he's the director and the actor so he's basically directing I just, the film and having oh the gross give him a blowjob. Oh, I just yeah, don't feel no, like I that would that. go over well today. No. no, I hate it. I hate it. Never mind. Okay, I was talking yeah, about something We're done with that movie. Yeah, hate it. Uh, so the last pairings I have are Kids and Trash Humpers mm-hmm. for obvious <laughs> okay. reasons. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nymphomaniac and Antichrist. Mm. Just way too much weirdness and gratuitous now, sex and violence and all that good stuff. And With... Nymphomaniac, are you talking about both volumes or just the first one? Um, both. Okay. Because I, I feel like the second one is much worse. As If we're talking stuff that would be like... Uh, I feel like either, out. either one you uh, probably shouldn't <laughs> recommend when you're sitting down with the fam to watch a movie. <laughs> Fair. 
I didn't even watch part two. I watched part one. And I was like, nah, I don't need to see part two. <laughs> I yeah. really liked part one. And then part two, I was like, do I hate this movie? I think I do. That's my, was... That was my reaction to the first part. Hence not <laughs> watching part two. And you should not. It's it's good that you didn't watch part two. <laughs> it gets much, much worse. <laughs> All right, Paris. What about you? What are your picks? Well, I went in a little bit different direction than you guys. Um, some of my picks are, and they're not in any particular order, are American Pie. Um, it's child's play. See, part of this, yeah, so this is the thing. I don't watch a lot of movies that have people actually giving head in them, Travis. Okay, either So, <laughs> I was actually thinking more along the lines of movies Not that realistically... Not the ones you can log on Letterboxd, at least. Right. So, um, I was thinking realistically more movies that you would accidentally maybe watch with your significant other's family, like with your family-in-law, you'd be like, but are you talking oh, this like, looks funny. Like, like no, we haven't seen this. Like, American Maybe. Pie is at the top of your list of like, oh no, we uh, can't go down that road. I guess I was me- more thinking nostalgia, like when I was younger and I would accidentally watch a movie with my parents and I would mm. immediately be like, oh no, this is bad. So I was thinking if, if you right. hadn't seen the movie, like American, you, and you or, turn it um, on. Awesome Powers. I had a moment with my grandma one time watching Austin Powers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, so, like, to your point real quick, though, Paris, like, realistically, you're not going to be hanging out with your significant other's family, and they're going to be like, oh, we should watch a movie. And I'm going to be like, I got a great pick. We should watch Nymphomaniac. Like, Well, that's why I said happen. I went in a different direction than you guys. I was thinking more like what would, like, literally happen right. in my life. You might be like, oh, I haven't seen American Pie in a long time. Let's watch it. And then you get in it and you're like, oh, yeah. And you're like, pretty oh, yeah. Shouldn't be watching this with uh, Kurt's mom. That yeah. sounds terrible. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, I'm um, not going to poo-poo on your criteria. But I was. I We didn't set criteria. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Matt just picked Harmony Crane films. I think we're all on different pages <laughs> here. <laughs> um, my second one actually really happened to me with my mom. Um, it was Soul Plane. I started watching it when I was very young, and I rented it at Blockbuster. And it was me and a friend of mine, and we were at my house. We started watching Soul Plane with my mom, and after about ten minutes, she said, "We have to turn this off, and you guys have to watch something else." And I think it was at the part where they were on the plane, and they maybe even haven't hadn't taken off yet. But there was something about a stinky pinky, and she was like, "Nope." And I've never seen the rest of it since. So I actually don't know if that's that inappropriate or not after that. I don't think yeah, my, I've my, ever seen it. I've never seen Soul Plane, but my grandma made us turn off Awesome Powers when it got to the whole penis pump thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. There was a lot of movies of that era where I feel like they, they wrote the line a little bit. And this didn't ride the line. This was like definitely raunchy. And then the next one um, would be 40-Year-Old Virgin because, again, it feels like another one of that time. I guess I was going for a very specific point in my life also back in the day. Raunchy comedies. <laughs> yeah, like just like raunchy. Because I felt like those were always the movies that like seemed like, oh, yeah, they're funny and they're silly and they're a little raunchy. Then you would go to actually watch it and you're like, oh, no, this is... There are things happening here, and I might be too young to understand them. 
Right. Okay. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from now, but we gotta we gotta take it back a few years. Yes. And then the other <laughs> two, yeah. And the, see, this is all I'm thinking from previous experience, also. So the other two are kind of similar. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I mentioned that one specifically because I watched that when I was really young. And my family actually introduced it to me when I was, like, in elementary school. And looking back, I'm like, that was super inappropriate. So I feel like this one's almost the opposite. I'm like, I feel like this one would be something that because my family introduced me to, I would be like, yeah, significant other's family. This is totally a fun family film. It's a classic. (laughs) I watched this when I was little with my fam. And then we'd go to watch it and I'd be like, oh, right, of course. It's extraordinarily inappropriate. Let's not. And then the final one was a similar thing, but it was Titanic. And Titanic is not inappropriate at all, really. Really, it's not. But I feel like there is a part where, you know, Rose gets painted like one of Jack's French girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember and that. And it's very, very yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. That was all of our awakening as, as children. Oh, yeah. And I saw that movie in the theater with my aunt and cousins. It was lit. So literally same. I saw the theater in the, I saw the movie in the theater with my aunt, cousins, and my dad. And I remember my dad telling me, you know, oh, I was in love with Jack, Leonardo DiCaprio, all that stuff. But I remember when I got home, my mom was very upset that I saw it. Oh, because of no. The, yeah, because, you know, it was. Uh, you saw some titties. Saw some titties. And that was when I was like, do I like titties? I'm too young, but yes, is the answer. <laughs> and so that one was like my half. That was that was why I said I had five and a half because that one's like not really inappropriate per se, but there's def- there's some sensuality there that I feel like would be uncomfortable. At a certain oh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why Kate Winslet just like ruled the world for like a decade after that movie. <laughs> Because everyone saw her titties and was like, yes, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we see sure. them again, please? <laughs> no. Great pick, though. Thanks. That was it. That's my list. I need to rewatch Titanic. I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. Said no one else. Same. Matt's <laughs> like, mm, need yeah, to that reminds it. me. I got to rewatch it. <laughs> I kind of am curious to rewatch it, though. Because I like, I would usually only watch the second half because that's like, the disaster <laughs> part of the movie, you know. I watched Wait, the really? I mean, you got to start at the the painting <laughs> or the yeah. Drama. I was like, I feel like you have to at least watch the painting, then fast forward to the disaster part if well, we're talking keep in mind, real little boy stuff. <laughs> this is the VHS era, so it was like, do we do that or do we just put on the second VHS and watch <laughs> oh the action shit? God. So I've seen the yeah. Second I half forgot of there were two VHS tapes. <laughs> I had Matt, them you in had my nothing room but time back then. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> so I don't think I've seen it since I was like, uh, like wow. twelve years old, probably. But it's one of those movies How that like that you movie? just it's remember weird. so vividly. Like I can still just remember like scenes and moments where I feel like watching it again wouldn't really do much for me. You know what I mean? See, I, See, I haven't seen that. it in so long. I feel like I would. I like honestly, whenever they do recaps of it, I'm like, I cannot. I know he's in it, but Billy Zane is not in my, like, memory of Twilight at all. Or, not Twilight, Jesus. Titanic at all. <laughs> Wait, so you saw it in theaters, Paris? So you were yeah. 
three, five, right? Five and a half. I think so. When did it come out? It came out in '97. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was literally five years old. Yeah, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it later on VHS. I was a little bit older. You know? uh, well, it was in theaters for like probably a couple of years. So <laughs> it's like still in theaters. I think like the few theaters that are open in these in these crazy ass times. Like I'm pretty sure they're just showing Titanic. I feel like James Cameron's movies have probably spent a total of like 20 years in theaters, <laughs> like between Avatar and Titanic. And, and well, there are always these big epic, <laughs> epic blockbusters that are, I wouldn't say like fun for the whole family in that way, but they're like things that appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like both Travis and I saw it with our aunts yeah. and our cousins, you know, like that's got to say something. But I mean, this was like, a pop culture touchstone. Like everyone saw Titanic. Everyone saw Avatar. James yeah, Cameron's that's what I'm saying. Like those are the, the big like <laughs> I wouldn't describe them as family friendly, but they're definitely like stuff that everyone saw. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Is that gonna wrap her up? I mean that's I it think for so. me. Oh shit, yeah. All right. Well, Paris, I want to thank you for being on the show. We'll uh, have you on again in the near future, I am sure, especially with how easy this is. This is pretty easy, <laughs> right? Like this setup we got going on? It's not I too thought bad, so, right? except for yeah. the technical difficulty where I accidentally muted myself. But um, <laughs> other than that, it was really fun. And thank you guys for having me on. Of course. Well, so we are hoping to be back in two weeks we might gonna try and get on a regular schedule yeah i think so but i mean at least our own regular schedule if we <laughs> wait three weeks we can do i'm thinking of ending things which is my most mm. hype, most hype movie of all time charlie kaufman okay directed oh, about a book yeah. that i love it's it's I'm a in. dream dream so I don't know. And Maybe Matt, we got weeks. the we we read the book, so we got that extra angle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You got, wait, you guys <laughs> both read a book together? That's so cute. Oh, well, I read together, it and recommended but... it to Travis. <laughs> yeah, I let him borrow my copy. Right? I let you borrow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I actually started it and finished it. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Travis, I didn't think you were much of a reader. I'm not. <laughs> you would probably like it too, Paris. It's it's pretty short. I probably yeah. finished it just because I knew I had to give it back to Matt. So <laughs> it was, it was a pressing issue. <laughs> um, Is it still in Washington, Matt? Can I still borrow it? No, but I could I could like mail it to you or something probably. Yeah, support the USBS. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I'll see it in like a few months. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, we'll be back in two, maybe three weeks if we wait for that movie to come out. But yeah, trying to get back on a regular recording schedule although travis if you're going to be buying a house and moving tom just moved bought a house has a kid that's i we'll don't see. have a kid i'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the having a kid makes a huge difference yeah yeah well nah, we'll yeah I'm, I'm sure i'll make it work i can uh, fit in a two-hour pod or whatever we're doing <laughs> we'll figure it out we'll get her done All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you have uh, discussion topics or feedback, questions for us, anything, shoot us an email to cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. We will be back soon. Thanks, everybody, for sticking around with us. And uh, talk to you soon. Bye.